As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. For this episode of Toby Talks 2, I'm catching up with Cito Pons. Now, many fans of MotoGP will know Sito as the team boss for as long as I've been involved in the paddock, but many younger fans will not necessarily know he was a two-time 250 champion in 1988 and 89. Sito was awarded the Prince of Asturias Award for Sport in 1990, the year after Sevi Ballesteros had won it, and a couple of years before, Miguel Indurain, Navratilova, Carl Lewis, Steffi Graf, etc. High praise indeed. So then, let's get straight into it with Cito Pons. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, we're here in London, in a wonderful place, a wonderful part of London. How long have you been living here? Hi, Toby. <laughs> it's a pleasure for me to be here with you today. I'm here from, from 2000, in the end 2012, I came to live in London. That's been almost 11 years already here in London, in Chelsea. That's quite nice, quite nice area, and I'm really happy to be here. Nice part of the world, I have to say. Uh, uh, 42 years you've spent in a Grand Prix paddock until Valencia just a month ago. Why have you decided to call it a day? Well, because obviously after 42 years is, is a lifetime. No? I mean, 42 years. I remember that I started in, in when I have 18 years. I was studying uh, my university, the architecture uh, and and I was combining the architect in the university with the with the races, and after that, a while I decided to stop. The, in, when I was in the last course of architect, I don't have any more time to do both things at the same time, and I decided to 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 continue racing because it's more passionate for me. It's I, I have more something that put me. <laughs> in a different way, no? And so excited when I race because I have a good results and well and this is, is something that you never know until when it's going to to, 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 to to do this, no? But when I see on back there is forty two years that like I said to you it's a lifetime, no? And I I have sixty four years right now 
and I think it's time to, to stop. No, uh, we did, we achieved many things during all these years, and I'm on a time that I think to recap a little bit and to say, well, we, we have enough. Uh, we also, the class that we are, we, we did almost everything. We win the championship with uh, the riders, with, we, we think we won also the team's championship and we won the Moto E, the, the, the last three, the last, we have five championships, we, we won the three of them. And I think they have not too much to achieve and a lot of work and become more and more difficult uh, to, to, to find the finance, uh, to, 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 to pay all the things and become more and more difficult. I think there is not worth anymore to, 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 to do all these things after so long. No, it was young, will be different, but I'm already did a lot of things that I think it's time to uh, make a step back or step aside and relax a little bit on my time or using my life with my family also, because right now the championship become longer. 23 races become, I mean, very, very, very hard. And I think it's time to do it. I was already from the last two years thinking about that. And, and you never you never really have the time to do it, to take the, the decision, no? And this year was, was the time. I, I, I take a decision. If in July everything is not closed for next year, I will stop. And I did it. You touched on your championship victories. You won races as a manager in 250, 500, Moto2 World Championship. You won a MotoGP races as well with the four-stroke bike. You won with Polis Bargaro that Moto2 Championship, Moto E World Championship three times. Was it better riding or managing? It's better riding, always. Because when you are a racer or you are a rider, you have... In my personal view, you have your own decisions. You can decide everything. No, when you manage the team, you can do plenty of good things, but the final decisions always remain to the rider. That means the results depend of the rider, and if he advances the rider or, or stay behind him, or or he win the race, or he make a mistake, or all these things, in the end of the day, it's out of your hands is out of your control. And I remember when I have my own team and I ride my bike, I decide, um, because I was team manager for my own team, and then I have full control of everything. I control the riding, I control if I win or if I overtake this rider or not, and I decide if I have this mechanic or another mechanic, or if I have a bigger team or, or change the track or take another engineer. But nobody could tell you off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then for me it was more exciting and, and, and I have more the control of everything. Then the time I put one step back and I only do the manager, Obviously, it's something natural for me because I already did when, when I was rider. That was in 1992 when we hired Alex Crivier to uh, substitute me in a, in a, in a 500 uh, machine in Honda. was nice because I have the knowledge and I, I know the sponsors and I, I, I control the situation. But I realized that I become, I become more nervous because I am on the barrier, but I cannot take decisions or if this rider do that or, or crash or don't crash or, or risk more or risk less, no? But I realize that it's the only, the only thing I can do. 
and I try to, oh, during all this year, try to do the best as possible to give the riders the best option as possible to win races that in the end of the day is my goal. No? And that's why I was in this, in, this, in this career, because I like to win. I don't like to be there only to be. And if I'm not excited with option to win, I'm, I'm not happy and I'm, I'm boring. No? And, and then I try to do during all these 42 years the best as possible, to have the best teams as possible and try to win the masses, the, the match as possible. And that's why uh, maintain me with a flame to continue doing. No? And, and that is the difference between being a manager or between, to be a rider. No? And you won a race in that 92 season with Alex? Yes. So it all came very quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. 92, 91, the, the, the change from 91 to 92 was difficult because uh, we, I was racing in Honda factory Honda in 500. And uh, obviously our idea when we continue the team is to uh, upload the Spanish rider to the, to the bigger class, no? to try to help the Spanish rider to succeed in the MotoGP. No? In that in that moment is in the I don't know the name. It was not MotoGP in that time. It's motorcycle or Grand Prix, yeah, Grand Prix. And and I remember that Cribier was for the majority of the 99% of the people, Cribier was not enough ready to make the move to 500 because he was racing into 50. He was not successful. He was world champion in 125, but in 250 was not good results, but I just absolutely clear that he have the chance to do a good results in a, in, in a 500 class. No? And then I remember that all the press in Spain go against us because we, we, we put, uh, we convinced Cribier to make the move to 500 in our team. And all the people said that this, that is, they have no sense to do that because the rider is not ready and blah, blah, blah. And we, we just make it, we are decided. And we have a very successful because I think in the third or fourth race in Malaysia already go to the podium and, and in Asen he win the first race. And obviously it was clear that we make a big the, the, the right decision. No? And from that point we only concentrate in a MotoGP, well 500 in that time, and try to do the best as possible helping the Spanish rider until the year 2000. Because in the year 2000, uh, was we, we put already Cribillet in, a, in the factory Honda, and we think that the Spanish riders is quite well developed already, and we can even more concentrate in do results more than to develop Spanish rider. And that is what we did until the year 2009, that we start with 250 again and MotoGP, but this is another story, a long story. <laughs> it's 42 years, there's a lot of things to explain. <laughs> but bringing younger riders through was something that you did also with Carlos Checa. He came through 250, he nearly won that Catalonia Grand Prix in 95, but he won it in 96 and the king was there and yeah, everything was perfect yes. with the 500. So, was that something that you felt quite strongly about to bring the younger generation? Yeah, that's our, our 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 main goal in the beginning, no? Because obviously the people doesn't remember that because it's long, long time ago. But when I start racing in a in a world championship in 1981, 82, Spain was nothing in motorcycle racing. We don't have 
circuits in Spain. We don't have sponsors. We don't have the only we have is Angel Nieto that he won in with Derby and that. But that was not so popular in Spain. People doesn't follow motorcycle racing in Spain because Nieto it's only racing in small classes and and there is not so popular, no. And then when we move uh, from the Spanish Championship myself to World Championship was a kind of break situation, no, because that's something absolutely. Uh, um, unexpected for the community of motorcycle racing no because nobody thinks in Spain that no one no team no Spanish rider have the, the the class or the capacity to do good results in the world championship and I remember with Antonio Cobas that he designed the Sirocco bike and we build the team and well they build the team and we start racing in Spanish uh, races and I remember the first time I go in the in the first race of the Spanish championship I have a long conversation with Antonio Govas. I said, Antonio, there is no sense to race here in Spain. I mean, these circuits are so dangerous. We race against the, the streets and the fans are just close to us when we go to 200 kilometers per hour, per hour. And I said, Antonio, I don't want to race anymore in Spain. I mean, this is so dangerous and is ridiculous that you are designing so nice bike, waiting and looking for the weight and everything. And we're racing that you can race with a bull taco. You can go with the same faster that with a Sirocco, very special machine. No, and then from that moment, we decide just to race outside. No, and when we make this movement, everybody, all the racers, Spanish racers, that they are, you are crazy. Why you're going to do the world championship? You are not going to even to classify for racing. And then we we are completely sure that uh, this is what we want to do. And we take a ban in that time of Mercedes. Mercedes, in the, that's, we're talking about the years 82, 83. And we go with a ban and we go, uh, we first time we arrive to Paul Ricard, it's a real circuit, no? something that you dream, no? oh, that, that's crazy. That's, that's half sense to make this bike and to design this bike and everything to be in a circuit like that. No? And I remember the first time I go to Paul Ricard, that we in winter, uh, that was I think in 1980, 1980 I think. First time we put there, we go faster like the guys who are in the World Championship. First time they go, we put the bike on the Paul Ricard, I go to the bike and after half a day we are going faster like Patrick Fernandez, Balde and all these guys that for us are some kind of kings. no? And it was clear for us that we have the capacity to do it no? and we do it. and. And that we don't stop anymore to do that and try to. Then we won the first. Uh, we got the first podium in Finland in 1983 or 82. I think 82. And then we won the race in 84. We fight for the championship. And then we built something that Spain built with us. The the fans of the base fans of the motorcycle come with a little bit with us. And following of results. And, and, and I remember when we raced in, in, in Spain, in Jarama, in the World Championship in 1984, was the king there. And was the king because we generate already in 82, 83 some kind of base and the TV is already following us for the results that we are doing. And I won in 1924. My first win was in Jarama in 1994 with the king there. First time the king was in a race. And I won there. And from that point, this become amazing uh, sport in Spain, following for everybody. And then we have the chance to get money, to get the sponsor, to build something good. And then we develop. And now in Spain, motorcycle racing is one of the most uh, followed sports. 
but this is something that we build step by step through the years, no? And looks like people doesn't doesn't the new fans or the young even the young riders that are racing now, they was not born in that time, no? I mean the the Maverick Vinales or Alec Rins or these riders or Barbera that racing with us this year, they even they are not born to this. They they don't know about this thing. They they think that what we have now it's always like that but no also later on become Dorna and I get the, 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 the rights of the organization with FAM etc and then now we have a, a real a, a professional sport and in Spain a very followed sport and and that's the, the story how good was Kobas? Kobas is amazing is the I think he's the best ever engineer was. He always was in front of his own time. No? Uh, and he designed the Sirocco. Well, he designed many bikes, a lot of bikes. No? But I raced uh, three of his bikes. I raced, the first race I, I, I rode with uh, Sirocco, Sirocco Yamaha. No, I raced more. Then I raced Sirocco Cobas, no, Sirocco Rotax. And then he designed a Cobas. When we decide to move from Sirocco, we, we in fact, we hire a uh, Cobas and we move from Sirocco and we build our own company that is Cobas. And we go with that seventh floor in an industrial building in a seventh floor and we start to design the Cobas there in a seventh floor. And we welding, and we do the the shaping of the uh, of the of the fairing with the uh, and everything was we built there, and this is the bike that I won the first Grand Prix, no. And he developed the monocoque, the first monocoque chassis, and he was so good so good guy but also so advanced in his time no he always are in front of everybody you know thinking with the evolution of the bike and i remember that when when in MotoGP we decided to go to uh, four strokes that in that time i was president of irta and i we discussed with carmelo steleta the option to go to four strokes because i said carmelo we need to go four strokes two strokes are too old there is no sense to continue with this technology the, or, there is don't exist anymore two stroke machine and then we 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 decide to go to four strokes and then we have the option that every team can build up his own chassis and I remember that Antonio Cobas, in that time, we have contact with Ilmore and Harley Davidson. And we, we, we designed our own bike for MotoGP with a monocoque, with fiber carbon monocoque. Everything was in place. And then the things doesn't go out because we don't find the, the, the enough finance to do that. But this is already in the year 2000. And the time we're living now for Antonio will be a dream for him because that is what he always won, no? to, to concentrate, to design a frame and to put all the innovations and new materials and everything. We, our bike is designed with a fiber carbon uh, monocoque with an automatic gearbox in the, in the hand that you can change that still doesn't exist this in motorcycle. Like a semi-auto. Yeah, that you, 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 with your hand, like a, like a car. 
and everything was designed. This I'm talking in the year 2000, no? and build a bike like uh, the engine is the auto portante. Then you have the frame, the engines, and the swing arm. Everything is a piece, no. And this is this is the thing that that we this no we know he designed he designed in in the year 2000, and what's nice, but. It's a pity he he died very young with a cancer. In I think he was fifty three years old, too young, and a pity for all of us. And also not not only for us because we are friend of him, but also for the industry of motorcycle, which was a big a big loss. He was a very gentle man, yeah. and I think it was Dennis Noyes who introduced me to him. And even though Antonio's English was not so good. Mm-hmm. It was good enough for for me to go into the garage because it was easier in the old days, mm-hmm. as you know, for me yeah. to go into the garage on a Saturday night at maybe seven o'clock and he would be there with the computers and the data. And probably with your help that you helped m- introduce me as well, we sat down and we'd have five or ten minutes just talking about the weekend or the tyres or the, not the politics, but the technical, mm. obviously, because mm. he was at a and uh, yes he we 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 had a we had a, a a mutual respect for each other i was a lot younger than him mm. still am if you sure. know what i mean <laughs> but it was uh, it he, a, a very gentle gentle man but he have another important thing that he's a very high qualified engineer but also he is a very high qualified of everything it's a guy that you can speak for whatever thing you, you want. He knows about the moon, about the stars, about everything. You can talk with him. He's a very well uh, converse, conversation. He have a nice conversation. He's relaxed and everything he explained to you, it's have a lot of interest. No? And he, he's kind of guy that he get your attention when, he, when you talk with him. No? And, and that's why, because he is a very cool man. No? And, and he have a lot of wisdom. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. You were 250 champion in 88, and then in 89, you won at Harama again during those years. Were they the best times for you? The championship, you touched on it earlier, oh, riding was the best option. Mm. Was it, you know, you, you won the, the Prince of Asturias award. I mean, that's, you know, that, that's, you can't get any higher in Spain, can you? Mm, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously for us, for me, it's these times are, maybe the more happy times of my life, no? Because obviously 
everything goes well for me, you know. I mean, racing was as successful for me. I have a very good results. I control uh, the situation. I control the races. I control the team. I'm a very well-respected man in in every area I go. Uh, in Spain, in motorcycle races, and and everything was good. I, I sometimes I'm I'm explained to some some friends that people congratulate me. In many times that I even I don't know for why they congratulate me, no. <laughs> and that is something that hey, congratulations! Oh, I don't know why he congratulated me, but yeah, but they probably watched you, Sito. Yeah. They probably were in the grandstand at Harama and they felt as if they were racing with you. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe they had a poster of yeah, you in, I, their, I so, in their house. I, I yeah, I saw popular. I was so popular in Spain. Everybody knows me, no. That's one. That's why of the reasons also I move because sometimes it's a little bit too much, no. And and was a beautiful moment for me, you know, because uh, it's when you are young, starting your adult uh, uh, adult life, and I was married, and everything was good, you no. Know? Obviously, then I have a very nice moment after that too, but there is not exactly the same. Also, well, you know, when you have a child, it's the change, the things change, you know. Also, there is not exactly the same. <laughs> I think maybe you have experience of that. Yes. And and well, it's good, but it's different. Uh, and and but every part of your life have a very uh, good moments and some down moments, no. Mm. But but. Right, that's right. That what's what's a very nice moment for mine for me in that time. Um, Alex Crivier, you mentioned him. I touched on Carlos Checa, Loris Caparossi, Alex Barros, uh, Kaczynski, I think yes. was with you, yeah. Max Biaggi, Troy Bayliss, Alex Lorenz, Polis Bargaro. They all came through Maverick Vinales. Maverick Vinales, forgive me. Yeah. Who was your best rider? Now, I know this, this is a question you will have been asked, but who was who was a rider that was maybe the most fun or who was the most technical or I mean, who stands out for you? No, how I can tell you, what I can tell you, it's which is my happy years when I was the team. And this was in, uh, in 2001, 2002. Because we have a couple of riders, that is Alex Barros and Loris Capirossi. Both of them are very good persons and very fighting against each other. But the relationship between them, with a lot of respect between one and another. We have a Honda, we win a lot this year. We win the team championships with them. We, I remember we have in, in the year 2000, we have the Emerson bikes. Emerson Electronics. Exactly. And then in the year 2001 and 2002, Wes uh, is the, our sponsor, the Tabaco. And it's exactly the same sponsor of Formula One McLaren have in that time. And these three years was amazing because we win races, we leading the races, we do podiums, we win races, and and the relationship that we live in the bar, in the team was super good, because between both of them, uh, they have a, a lot of respect, but a lot of co uh, sporting co competitive, competitiveness, and and was so good because we uh, we have a good sponsors that believe they they they. they they do his job, and we are on top of the MotoGP in that moment, no? Because we, we, our team are the, have the best hospitality. We have, uh, we win the, the the team's championship with them, 
and everything was good in that moment. And obviously, these both riders are so good. But like you said, we have so many riders in 42 years. You can you can imagine, and to be honest, all of them are good because we never get a rider. Yes. We never get a rider that we don't believe in them, no? And you wouldn't have hired a slow one. Yeah, I know. And we have a quite good eyes to, to, to pick a riders, no? And uh, after so many years, you know a little bit something about that, no? And mm -hmm. when you decide this rider is because we don't make so much mistakes, no? And all of them have his uh, skills, uh, some good skills, no? And obviously, no one of them have a 10. No one of them is a 10. But they are close of 10, all of them. And obviously someone have good in some part, some other one have a weakness in another part, but all of them are good. I mean, starting for Crivillier is very good. And then Cheka also is very good, the Spanish ones. And then all the others are, we have, I mean, Baileys, Barros, Biaggi, Capirossi, all of them are good. We have Ukawa also. Uh, we have many riders, no, but it's difficult for me to choose one. How did the West sponsorship come about? I mean, you've touched on it. It was just mega money. The tobacco money was always good for everybody, but mm. that was a cool-looking bike. Everything was cool going there. How, how did that deal come about? Did they come to you? You went to them? You had an English sponsorship guy, Malcolm? Malcolm, Malcolm. Sayer. Sayer, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Were you friends with Ron Dennis? Were to be honest, <laughs> right now I need to think how this come because, yeah, yeah. I mean, this come after Emerson. Emerson is a kind of a sponsor that is not a sponsor. He's a friend of mine. We don't have a sponsor in that time, no. And we're struggling a lot this year, no, because we came from Movistar was our sponsor the year before. And we lost Movistar because some kind of movements in Spain, we lost Movistar. And then we hired Barros and Capirossi because we was Borja and I think Borja and Barros with Movistar. And then we lost the sponsor. And then the year after we, we move, we get Capirossi and then we move the, the couple Barros and Capirossi. That movie star livery, the colours mm. on that dark blue movie, mm. they were the best. I walked into your garage, Shah yeah. Alam, Malaysia, 97, which I think was the first year you had it, or maybe 98, I can't remember. Yeah. And I went, that is a good-looking motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's only paint, yeah. but that was the gold star. Yeah, and exactly. the, Yeah, oh, it was very cool, very cool. But that's just a personal Well, opinion. Movistar, uh, Telefonica was the first sponsor ever, sponsorship agreement, but they never did. Really? With no any other sport. See, you convinced all these people. Yeah, I mean, Movistar, uh, I have a meeting with the president of Telefonica, and... Uh, he, he convinced to be with us and his first ever sponsor that they never did really? the first uh, sponsor that they did with us and we make so much presentation in Montjuic uh, with so many people with the president of the Telefonica and we, this is amazing no and we we have I mean with them three years or 97 98 and 99 three years with them and then 
After this, we go to Mob, uh, to Amazon. We we get with no sponsor, and then we need to put. I I I don't. I don't want to have the bike without the sponsor. No, no, no. You can't have a white bike. No, and no. then I, I, I have a, a, one of my family have this company that's an importation, electronics, uh, TVs and all that. And I said, hey, if you want, we can put Amazon on the bike. I said, oh, okay, well, obviously, perfect. And we did, no? But the year was amazing. We had so much good results and everything was perfect. And then we contact with West I remember very well now. We have one guy who lives in Monaco and he called me and he said he wants to help me to find sponsors. And then this guy, uh, I don't know why he have a contact with these people, with Emerson. And then he called them and I said... With West. With West. With West. With Resma is the yeah. company, the German company. Re Rietma, right? Resma. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And then he said to me, I have the telephone of this guy, maybe you can go to see them. And then he sent me the telephone. And then I went. I went to to Hamburgo, where is the, 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 the base of Resma. And I meet with the director of marketing and I ex I expose all our project and all the results that we did and everything. I, and we I, and I convinced them. And was a the first year was a very good deal for them because it was cheap because obviously we don't have any sponsor and then but then the second year became more expensive because the result was and then we have uh, 2000, 2000, 2001, 2002 we do three years with them no sorry two years 2001, 2002 yeah because 2003 we go with Camel and then it was two years with, with West because nine, 2000 was Emerson 2001, 2000, yes, and was a such good company. I mean, they are so proud, they are so happy. They said to me, it's amazing what we are doing in the MotoGP. They enjoy so much because they really enjoy. And they, they make me the comparison in that moment, in that time. They said to me, hey, we are so much proud here that in Formula One, they tell me, because in Formula One, we are no, nobody. They okay. sent me, they are nobody themselves, personal, okay. not the company. The company, it's a lot because it's McLaren, it's beautiful. But there are, are some, like a guest in the, in the team. In our team, they are not a guest. They are, you know, they are there. They feel proud. They feel that they can do many things with the riders, with everything. They, they, uh, they can do a lot of marketing things and the results was good. And also, I, I remember that time in McLaren was not so good. Yes, I don't, I don't remember very well. But in the end of the day, what's happened is in 2002, Resma sell the company to Imperial Tobacco, to UK company. UK company buy, uh, brought the, the, the Resma and the instruction was anything that is not signed you cannot sign anymore and then uh, in i have a, a lunch in bully you know restaurant bully the best restaurant in the world in 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 in, in rosas i go with the director of marketing and commercial director and <laughs> that's very nice because we went there with a helicopter with Ellie. We go there to take the lunch and uh, to take a dinner and everything to talk about next year, 2003, because the resource was amazing. Everybody is so happy. And then they told me, Sito, sorry, but we cannot continue. It's something that is like a joke. No, when they told me, I, I, I think they're, they're joking. No, you're, you're joking. No, no, no. These things happen like yeah. this. And they explained me the situation and I said, okay. And 
then we need to find another sponsor. And then it's good because these very intimate things that I'm going to explain to you, uh, internal things that nobody knows, you know. But right now I think I can I can explain because it's so 20 many years. It's 20 fine. years, and uh, <laughs> and they said to me, sorry, but we cannot continue because res must sell to Imperial Tobacco the company. We have to sign McLaren contract is signed, but your contract is not signed, and then we cannot renovate and send. No? And then we are working, and then we find uh, Camel. And we start to discuss it with Camel, and obviously, we don't sign the contract with Camel. Then, after two months, Resma called me again, Imperial Tobacco, the director of marketing. Camel was still R.J. Reynolds, were they? Yes. Yeah. It's Japan Tobacco. Uh, Japan Tobacco. Sorry. Japan Tobacco. And then they called me, and I said, "Oh, we manage, we manage to convince the direction to go with you the next year." And then I said. But we only can arrive to this amount of money. And I said, hey, right now I'm already I'm going to close with Camel and this is not amount. This is the amount that really I need. And then it was a pity because we cannot continue. We we go with West, I with Camel and not with West. But was I mean was nice for me that they do the effort to convince the Imperial Tobacco because they, they really believe in what we are doing and the, and the results they are getting was really good, no? And they make an effort to do that, no? And for me, it's kind of satisfaction, no? That that thing that at, at least, we're, that the thing we are doing as are, are good, no? And then we move to Camel. Um, Can I just stop you there yes. before we leave the West thing? Yes. Um, just a couple of questions. Uh, when, 500 went from 500 cc to four stroke at the mm. beginning of 2002 was it a worry for the team managers that oh i'm gonna have to find extra budget the the the, the, the budget will be crazy money because it's four stroke and it's so complicated from the manufacturers was that really a thing or did the manufacturers help the teams out when you got the four-stroke bike, which I will come to later at Mategi? No, I, which is exactly. a separate question. Okay, because I'm going to explain this. Okay, well, no. okay, let me jump in. That was the best weekend, <laughs> yes. one of the best weekends yeah. in that five years of 990. <laughs> Alex Barros, he gets a he gets a, a V5 Honda four-stroke, an RC211V, on a Friday morning in Mategi. In Mategi. And he won the race on Sunday yeah. afternoon. That will never happen again. Yeah, well, it's amazing. <laughs> he's smiling, folks. Yeah. Look at his face. Yeah. He's, he's really smiling. Well, it's amazing because I mean, I wa I was the man who pushed for the four strokes. I was the man who convinced Carmelo and Dorna to go to to to, to four strokes. But I was the damage because the damage team because in reality the first team who get the four stroke was the factory teams, not the satellite teams. And because we are doing so good with a four, uh, for a two strokes, fighting against the four strokes, uh, I remember Repsol team have a four stroke with Valentino Rossi, and we are going with the West bikes in the 500, on the 500 NSR, and we are fighting sometimes. I remember in Mugello, Rossi went and we make second and third with the, four, with the 500, with Capirossi and Barros in, in the podium with, with, with Rossi with the four strokes. No? And Onda is so happy that, that, that they tell us, for the last three races, or four races, I don't remember if it was four races, for the last four races, they're going to give us one four-stroke bike. But the complicated situation for us in that moment is we know already that Wes is not going to continue with us. And we cannot renovate the riders because we are not 
certain that we are going to have money for the year for the next year then we need to choose which rider we are going to drive the bike and the situation is because both of riders know that I cannot renew with them because we are not sure if we are going to have the money for next year or not Capiros is signed with Ducati for Ducati and then obviously when Capiros is already signed for Ducati we obviously we need to give the bike to Barros because <laughs> Capiros is going to go with the, 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 the concurrence the, the year after with Ducati and then we need to decide to get the bike to Alex Barros because Honda told give me the bike and I need to decide it was your choice it's my rider? choice with rider no and then I wouldn't do that now <laughs> and then in that situation I remember a conversation with Capirossi crying because he is not the one who is going to get the, 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 the on the first strokes no and I, we both crying in the in the track because I said Loris I'm sorry but I cannot give you the bike to you you, are, you have already a contract with Ducati and Barros is still free I don't know if Barros is going to race with me next year because but the situation, the very crucial and difficult situation, and in that moment we don't have any sponsor for the year after. And 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 then we give the bike to Barros, and in the four races that we have, starting for Motegi, that we get the Barros. I remember that Antonio Cobas get the, the bike first time in in Friday morning or Thursday morning. And we inspect the bike, we put the bike, we, call, uh, we work with the bike for Barros. And in the Friday, first time, Barros go and we win the race. <laughs> <laughs> we win the race. But we win also the next one and the next one. I mean, he won Valencia. Yeah. Last lap. <laughs> we Last won lap. Valencia. And, and I, I think, I don't know what we did in, in Australia and, and the other one. And in Malaysia, but I don't know if we win, whether it's second or third. We, we, we you you won two of the four. Two, we, of, the two four. of the four, but the other two is in the, the podium also. Yeah. And it was amazing. No? And that's the time when we are dealing with Camel and West and all this happened that I explained to you before was in that moment. No? And, and, but there is not decided. And, and then still are not decided. We finished the season and still we don't have a sponsor. And then we have an agreement with Honda. They say, because you don't have a sponsor, I'm going to give you Ukawa for next year. I'm going to help you with Ukawa rider. And then Ukawa... So he was free. Exactly. Come Ukawa with his bike and he come and we're going to manage him and ride him. And we have an agreement with Pramac in that moment because Pramac have a contract with Max Biaggi. Pramac doesn't have any team. Pramac, there is no in the championship, but he have an, a, a contract with, with Max Biaggi. That's a, a very complicated situation, no? That's for 2003. And then Pramac have a contract with Biaggi, but he doesn't have any team. And then I have a meeting with Pramac and I said, let's go. You put Biaggi in our team, we run Biaggi, and then I need to find the money. If, you don't if I don't find the money, Pramac, you are going to pay that part of Biaggi team. Can we have a deal? And then one month later, I find Camel. And then I find the money to run the team, to pay Biagi and to do everything. And that's why my team is called Camel Pramac Pons, because Pramac doesn't give any money there, but he has in the team. The deal. Uh, yeah, the deal. And he has there. And, <coughs> and what's good? What's good, but not so good, because if we have this decision three months early, we can continue 
with Honda factory, with four stroke, with Barros and Biaggi, it would be amazing. Mm -hmm. But and then, maybe West, and with West maybe. And maybe but, West. But who knows? This yeah. must be even earlier. Oh. But that I mean, this is the life of a team manager. <laughs> I mean, that is you playing with different cars, with many cars, in many times, many things in the same time, trying to organize everything. No? Meeting in Hamburg, meeting in Switzerland with with uh, with the camel people from Japan Tobacco, doing all these things. Japan talking with bikes. Everything is amazing all the time. No? Trying to organize everything. No? But that's something that maintains you alive, no? But obviously there is a lot of risk. This is what happened when in 2005 we need to stop. I don't know if you remember, but in 2005 we need to stop because there's a long story behind that also I can explain to you. But there is a long, long story, a tricky story why we, 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 we do that, no? But I explained to you when we arrived to this time, if you want. Well, no, no, let, let, let's maybe leave that to part two. But, yeah. but when did you sign Casey Stoner? Was that for 2006 or for 2007? Wasn't there a no, something... No, for 2006. So his first year. Yeah. That's the moment that this happened. Oh, okay, right. That's so the moment. the short story of signing Casey Stoner in MotoGP is... The short story, well, it's not short, it's long, but I'm going to, to resume a little bit. The, the short story is that we, we lost Camel, because Camel is in love with Max Biaggi. And Max Biaggi, Camel won Max Biaggi, yes or yes. If you have Max Biaggi, we go with you. If we don't have Max Biaggi, we don't continue with you. But Honda was, no, no, Max Biaggi, no, 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 because he have a year with Honda factory. And he put his bike on the box in, 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 in Hungary, I think. And he drove the bike on the box yeah. saying this shit bike. And then... There was a fallout. And then on the Beto Max Biaggi. Beto. He Beto. doesn't want Max Biaggi ever more. And Camel won Max Biaggi. Then we're in the middle of this, of this sandwich, no? <laughs> Camel won Max Biaggi. And Onda doesn't want Max Biaggi. Then we're in the middle, try to convince both of them that, okay, let's go, let's do another year with Max Biaggi because Camel is the sponsor, one Max Biaggi. And Honda is the, the one who uh, supply manufacture the bikes and doesn't want to Max Biaggi on the team. Then we're in the middle and we're going to lose the, 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 the sponsor. And in the end of the day, we lost the sponsor because we don't have the chance to do Max Biaggi because Camel said, uh, if you don't have Max Biaggi, sorry, we don't put the money. And then Camel moved to Yamaha with Valentino Rossi and we remain with no sponsor and then we contract Casey Stoner and Carlos Checa but what's happened that we go to Malaysia to do the test with no sponsor with Carlos Checa and Max Biaggi hoping hoping that Camel will, 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 will continue with us but in Christmas I remember in Christmas or I know I don't know if it was Christmas or is in the in the end of the year in the first of year. Honda made me a date limit set. If you don't confirm the bikes right now, we're going to take out the bikes because we don't have this money in that moment. And that moment, the bikes cost a fortune. And in that moment, we don't have any sponsor, and and we need to say okay we don't have the money if you don't have more time to wait us we cannot we cannot guarantee uh, the, the, the bikes and then Honda doesn't want to give him more time 
Camille sent me official letters saying, Sito, sorry, we are not going to because Max Biaggi is not there. And then we have the obligation to cancel the contract of uh, Casey Stoner and Carlos Checa. That's why Carlos Checa, I think, went, I think, with Poncharal, I think. And Casey Stoner goes to Cecchinello. And we stop because we don't have, in that moment, is a lot of money. And we don't have any sponsor. Camille was... 80% of the budget is or 85% of the budget is budget is covered by Camel. And in that moment, there is not Dorna helping like right now. We need to pay almost 95% of the budget. We need to cover the team from our resources. And obviously, we lost almost 85% of the resources. That is a big amount of money. And we cannot guarantee this money in that moment. No? And then we'll, we, we stop. And we, from one day to another, we, we remain without team. That's one. Ramon Forcada went to Yamaha, I think. Uh, my technics go around. And uh, Ramon Auringo to Honda. I mean, all the teams split with the factories, factory teams. And we stopped. That is that we have a gap of two years. That is in 2006 and 2007. We was not in the World Championship. And then in 2008, we we uh, returned to, Moto, to MotoGP with uh, helping a team of, uh, in 125, uh, WV uh, World Racing Bike. We helped with our structure to this team because in these two years, I, I do a team in Spanish Championship for Axel, my son, raised there. And then we, do, we organize the team that we pay for him to race. And, this, and then in 2009, we come back like Pond Racing again in 250. That was the last year in 250 that we won the last race in Jarama with Hector Barbera. Valencia. In Valencia. Excuse me. In Valencia uh, with Hector Barbera. It was the last race ever in 250 that we raced and we won. And this is a, like a new chapter of porn racing because we stopped MotoGP and we go to, uh, to Moto2 with the new rules and everything, that is something good because then with, when we start working with Calix and with the first time Calix do a bike for a MotoGP, we convince Calix, we have an agreement, no one wants to go with Calix, not any team. And then we Our won. times change. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we won with Santi Mulero because Antonio Covas was not there anymore. And then we, I remember to, with Santi Mulero, we went to Suter, we went to FPS, I think, and we go to Calix. To, to check which which is the the engineer more capable to do the bike, and we we meet with in in Munich with Calix, and we meet with Alex, and we meet with Klaus and with Gunter as uh, his partner, and after our meeting, it's clear for us that Calix are the capability and the knowledge to do the, the 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 best bike, and we make an agreement with them, and we are the first and the only team to race with Calix in 2010. And obviously, again, we don't make a mistake because, like you can see, Calix is like a monopoly right now, no? And this is the second chapter of our our history, no? Oh, it's yeah. You, you take leaps of faith with with the young riders, with with Calix, and your 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 son was was racing, and we, you and I, you won't remember this. You and I were stood in the pit lane at Hareth. I love Hareth. And I'm sure you do. <laughs> yes, of course. It's early May, Hareth. Is there a better place in the world? There's not very many good places like that. And um, 
your son was was racing and you came up to me and you squeezed my arm and you said now i know what my parents felt like my son is out there and you were not yourself you were a little bit foot to foot you're a little bit quiet i could see your hands in your pockets you're a little bit nervous but i'll never forget that and i i always remember it now i'm a father now I know what I put my parents yeah. through. <laughs> now you know what they mean. I no? learned it from you. I learned it from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you, do you enjoy watching the modern MotoGP just as a, as a fan of the sport? Do you, do you watch those races and you're, you're glued to the television like I was with the, with the commentary or you're, you're a bit different now? Well, oh, to be honest, uh, MotoGP right now, uh, for me, uh, lost a little bit of... I don't know how I can explain that, but for me, the actual MotoGP lost a little bit the glamour that I had half. The glamour means about technical and about risk. Because right now, if you see a MotoGP race, it's nice, because are very close races. Uh, but in the end of the day, I lost the part of the risk that you can feel when you see the 500 class. Uh, there is very safe bike right now. Almost no, no, never crash, no one. Or if crash, it's a simple crash like that. But I remember in a motor in 500 how this lie the bike, how the risk is. This I mean this kind of skill of the rider in 500. It's something that it's more visual, you can feel it more. Right now, it's very difficult to see the difference between one and another because the bike helped you a lot with the traction control, with the bikes are so good. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's better than ever right now in the level of competitiveness between all of them because they are so close and it's make the races very interesting, no? But I, I miss a little bit the times when you feel the fighting between the rider and the bike. Now there is no this fight anymore. You, can, this is not, you cannot see it. Uh, you cannot feel it. And in our times when you see Duhan or, 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 or Lawson or Rainey or, or Swans in the bikes fighting with the bike and so on, it's a little bit different. No? But obviously right now the MotoGP is the best moment than ever because the the notoriety they have the sport it's it's very good even so even so uh, the situation of the of the competitiveness with another sport with another events become very very complicated for us no because 
in our times, maybe 10 years ago, I don't remember exactly when this happened right now, when they closed the TV in a pay-per-view, this make a lot of this a lot of difficult for us, no? Well, one of one of the sponsors of Aspar, they said, no problem, we pay you 40% less money because we have 40% uh, less people watching on the television. Much, much less than 40%. Or whatever the numbers were. Yes. Yeah. And so there was Aspar going, okay, you know. No, no, uh, I mean, this is the situation. But the money comes in another way from Dorna, from the TV money. It, well, in MotoGP. Okay. Yeah, in MotoGP, I'm, I'm agreed, but not in the other classes. And, and, and then the situation right now, we face a situation that our sport, even to be better than ever in the level of technology and professionalism and everything and TV image and everything. We are not better than ever, we are in the contrary, in the notoriety against two other sports. Because obviously uh, the fans base of our sport become all and all. Because younger people have plenty of other activities or other things to make themselves uh, distract with other things. That means that to build a young generation to love motorcycles, we are losing this time because the people who really follow the bikes are the people that become fun 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. That means right now is that people who really pay to see the races in pay-per-view. But the young people doesn't pay now for no one, no thing. No, no, they don't want to pay. They have Instagram, they take Twitter, they don't stay in front of TV. And we need to do something to recover these young people to follow sport. Because the sport has the attraction. We have the skills and the attraction to get again the young people to follow these races. But they need to see. They need to become and sit in front of the TV to see. But because we need to pay, people doesn't sit in front of the TV. And then we are reducing the capacity of our fans, become all, and we need to do something to put in front of these young people these races. But you've known Carmelo for 40 years. Yeah. You must have had this conversation with him 40 times. No. You haven't? No. Okay. But it's a common sense. I think it's not so difficult to mm. understand that for me. From my point of view, it's clear. I mean, I remember when I race and I, ra and I arrive in Barcelona and I take the, the taxi. The taxi drivers know me. Ah, very good this weekend in the race. People know. We are in, we are in, the, in, in the street. People know what we are doing because it's in TV. And people see the TV. Even if you don't want, people, the, the, the bikes are there. And you are so popular. Now, Joan Mir is champion, world champion in MotoGP. Nobody knows. Exactly. Nobody knows. It's a and crying this, shame. And yeah. this is the, and that, that's yeah. the real thing. And it's only, you only need to see that to see what's happened, why this happened. Yeah. Because we are closing a box. Yeah. And who have the key of the box? Only the real, the, the real fans. And the real fans know Joan Mir, obviously. Because they, 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 they only not see for the race. They see Friday, Saturday, oh. Sunday, full. Yeah. Now, now we have the coverage that we have ever, better than ever, but it's close. Yeah. That's mean, one of the conversations I have with Carlos Espereta, I said, Carlos, we need to do at least the sprint race open. Mm. Because if we do sprint race open, at least 
people can say, oh, this is nice. Oh, if you want to see the race, you need to pay for Sunday. Oh, okay, I will do. I will, I will pay because I want to see that race. This is and, amazing. And the sprint race is exciting. Whoa, exactly. Man alive. Then, but if you're still doing the sprint race, but in the same box that it's closed, yeah. you're not winning so much in the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's a, yeah, more interesting, but who is looking this sprint race? The same people that race, they see the Sunday race. <laughs> and then, in the end of the day, we have amazing sport, so beautiful one, so investment in technology, blah, 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 perfect image, perfect. But yeah. we are close. There is many other things that are beating us in that situation. That's why we need to do a, do a big effort to do that, because if we want to put our motorcycle sport in the level that we was 10 or 15 years ago, we need to do an effort in this point. Jorge Martin. Now, is he a world champion in MotoGP? I think I know the answer to that question. Do you think he can do it? Yeah, of course. Because he's not. He's not for the moment. No, but he can do it. He will. Yeah. What? 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 Do you like his riding style? Do you like him? Do you like his style? What's your opinion of Jorge Martin? I think he's very fast. Obviously. I think he has the skill to be world champion. But I think he need to have a step more of maturation. Moderation. M mature. A mature. Okay. And I think, in the end of the day, to be world champion is not necessary to be the faster. It's necessary to be the clever. And the clever means do the right thing in any every moment you need it, not when you don't need it. That's mean that. Jorge Martin is the faster. That's for the moment, that's what's looking like that. But sometimes make mistakes that he doesn't need to do it. And this is mature. And it is clever. This is wisdom. And this is what he needs to learn. Because in the end of the day, why Bagnaya uh, wants? Because he is, in a better way, his skills. And this is not new. This is always the same. I mean, the real champions is the one, the combination of skill, speed, and intelligence. And I think Jorge Martin needs a little bit of mature to use his skill in the right moment in any time is necessary. Because I explained to my writer sometime, he said, you need to do the thing when it's needed to do it, not when it's not needed. I mean, you don't need to fight to be the faster in free practice. This is no meaning. It's better to use the free practice to make the best bike as possible for Sunday or Wednesday points there. And then sometimes you lose the goal, you lose the, 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 the goal, no? And then which is your goal? Your goal is to be world champion. Then you need to work to be world champion. And sometimes you need to be third or four in free practice because it doesn't matter. But these three or four give you the opportunity to test maybe something for Sunday, be a little bit better and win the race. This is one point. And another point is how you handle the bike, the, the race, how you manage the race. That's very important. When you are in the race, you need to control the race. You not only need to go fast, you need to control the race. That means we are in the first lap, we are in the 15th lap, this rider is fast, this guy is low, I can overtake here, I can overtake there. You need to control everything. 
And when you control everything is when you when you control the race and when you can win. Obviously, Mike Duhan, uh, Robes, uh, all the riders that become world champion, Rossi, all they are, all of these riders have all these skills. And these young riders that it's plenty, they are faster, but there are so many young sometimes and need to, in the end of the day, who is the world champion, who have all these kind oh, of, of things yeah. controlled. No? I'll never forget when Valentino won that Phillip Island race by 15 seconds mm -hmm. because he overtook, I think, Max under yellow mm -hmm. flags. Or and he said in the press conference afterwards with me and Julian, he said, to, oh, but today's the first time I had to go 100%. And I said, you bastard. <laughs> you were doing all those other races by not going 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I needed to win by more than 10 seconds. And I went, ah, oh, that yeah. was a window. That was a vision into the window of a exactly. rider's mind. Exactly. He, he didn't need to win by 15 seconds every need, week but he, he only needed to win by three he never need to win for 15 seconds you only need to think for half second is enough you only need to lead on one lap exactly and then all these <laughs> points are important angel nieto is a master of that yeah. i mean angel nieto did whatever is necessary in the moment that is necessary and this is important thing to be world champion mm -hmm. and also you need to see there is 21 races i mean all these are all this must be in the in the in the in the brain of the of the rider. Everything needs to be there. It's like a puzzle, and you need to to build all these things inside of your head. What you need, what you need to do, what this rider do, what. The... And when you organize everything, is when the results come, and when you are be become world champion. Mark Marquez on a Ducati on the Grassini bike. Do you have a doubt it might not work a bit like a Schumacher returning to to Mercedes, or do you think he will be fine? What's your opinion about Mark next year? Well, for me, uh, I mean, I can understand what Marquez did. I think I, 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 I think I will not do that. Leave Honda. Yeah, but maybe I make a mistake. Maybe he, he maybe he was right to do this. But my opinion is, but it just wasn't working, Cito. It wasn't working. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that by my character. The way I was built up, it's one of the skills or the important thing for me is loyalty. And then, obviously, uh, when you race with Honda so many years, you win so many times. And when you have three years that you almost don't race, and you don't have the bike, the bike is not good, partly, I'm sorry to say, but partly because market doesn't race. It's cyclical. Yeah. yeah. And then you cannot put all the blame in the other side when you have a big part of the blame. Because obviously, if you don't race, if you don't have the chance to race, the other manufacturers, they are full capacity, they are racing, they are improving the bike, they have his own riders full capacity. You are in bed or you are in, because you crash, you, you, are, you, are, you have a bad luck. But this bad luck affects all the project. And then, because you don't have the best bike, then I want to leave. Okay. He did it. He did. Now it's different. Now the decision is taken. He is with a Ducati. And well, we have another Ducati there fighting for win a championship. That will be seven Ducatis fighting for win. That 
from my point of view, the only interesting thing now is to see if Marquez can win with this Ducati. But it's going to be one Ducati rider who will to be world champion, for sure, 100%. Then the only interesting, okay, now, I mean, the, 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 the thing it's, the interesting thing is, well, can Marquez win with this second level uh, Ducati? My, my, quest, my answer is yes, of course. Because they already, Mr. Uh, Dijan Antonio with the second level Ducati, it's already winning, almost winning. Obviously, Mar Marquez is going to win because there is not so much difference between the one year or the second year. By then, of course, we can win. Just listening to your words about Mark, about him crashing and in the hospital bed, do you think he crashed too much? Do you think he pushed too much? Do you think he was too much of a Gilles Villeneuve, I would say? Yeah. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. I think Marquez always go to the edge. Always, always, mm. always. And sometimes it's not necessary to go to the edge, mm. like we talked before. Mm. No? But even so, Marquez managed to win, I don't know how many world championships. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, no? He is one of the best ever drivers in, in, in this story. But when you win so many times, when you have all the manufacturer on the working for you, and you say goodbye, I'm going to another because you don't have the bike. For me, it's like kind of, well, they pay you all the money during three years that you are not racing. Then for me, it's a little bit, what even so to say, could be interesting to say, okay, Mark, go to put everything on Honda, Honda, if Honda really wants to do it. Why this is not even interesting project to do the Honda and win with Honda again? Because in reality, there is not so far away, if you see. In the last races, there is maybe, they are, they are not winning, but they are, then there is not so, so far, far, far away. And in the end of the day, why, why not? Okay, I understand the, the position of the rider. He wants to win and he thinks he cannot win with his bike and he thinks even to do a big effort because he make a big effort. He renounced a lot of money, a lot of, uh, and, and this also it's, I mean, he merits him because he's more to win and, than ever. Other thing, it's more important for him. And that's, that's a good point because obviously he renounced all these things. But there is this two points of view, no? The, the level of personal loyalty and, and, and on the level of sporting side only, no? Sporting side only, okay, maybe you have the chance, but let's see. Let's see, let's see. Let's it'll, see. Be, it'll be an interesting one. It was, it was kind of telling the way that he left the garage and there were, there were a lot of tears, there were a lot of tears. Of I've never seen a rider leave a garage like that before. Normally but, they're, okay, I signed, I signed a deal in, in Brno in August to, 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 to ride for another team and that's it and then they finish the season. But it was as if it was, he his, didn't want to leave. But it's his family. I mean, it's normal. It's his family. He, he, have, uh, he worked with them for, I don't know how many years. 2013, first race, yeah. In well, it's 10 years. Yeah. It's 10 years or 11 years working with them. It's his family. And then it's normal. He, he have a lot of relationship with all these people working there, no? But also, from my point of view, the way it's handled by Honda, I think, is wrong. 
I mean, the way he handling and they put it in a very bad situation on that doing all these things because in the end of the day, they remain without rider in the end of the championship and they need to take a decision much, much earlier and to, to force to say, okay, Mark, if you don't want to be with us, take the decision in July or in June and then we have time to do another things. But giving him the chance until the last minute put a, a Honda, a big Honda manufacturer in a situation that is not good. Yeah. And then the handle, the way it's handled, I think is wrong. Mm. We could go on, we could go on. Uh, maybe we do another one another day. Maybe let's do that. Cito, you were, you were one of the most welcoming team managers that were up and down the pit lane for me as a young 23-year-old guy um, who went to these Grand Prix all over the world. I was with Dennis for four years in the commentary box, but you were one of the most welcoming team managers. So uh, thank you. Thank you, well, thank you very too. much for, for just guiding me in the right direction as this guy who came from cars. And <laughs> here we are 20 something years later, still talking about motorcycles. It's been a pleasure. Uh, do go to more Grand Prix now and again. Don't go to all of them, but just go to some Grand Prix now and again. And uh, you never know if you're walking around the streets of London, maybe you'll see Cito Pons. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks to you. <laughs> Thanks to you. What a humble man and a wonderful chat at Cito's home in London. He's worked hard throughout his time in the paddock, on the bike and in the garage, and very much has an opinion about some things that still bear a great deal of weight for MotoGP today in the modern era. Thank you for listening. I'll have another Toby Talks to very soon. In the meantime, thank you for listening, everybody. Goodbye for now. The Athletic.